Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today for our NCC More podcast. Don't forget, we do have a Sunday morning podcast of all of our Sunday morning services. Uh, This podcast is just to add a little extra value from the Sunday morning messages. And uh, this Sunday, we kicked off a brand new series entitled Lego Life. Lego Life. The word Lego is actually a Greek word that's used in the New Testament, and it means to speak or to say. So whenever Jesus was speaking, And Jesus was saying, hey, I want you to build your lives on what I am telling you. Jesus was literally laying the foundation for our lives in the words that he was speaking. When he tells us to love our neighbor, when he tells us to forgive, when he tells us to go into the world and make disciples and do good, he was literally laying the foundation for us to build a thriving, flourishing and successful life on. And this last week, we started talking about how do we do that? And we said we do that one at a time, one at a time. Now, this is the most encouraging and disheartening statement you can possibly find, one at a time. One at a time is encouraging because it lets me know that this is not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in an instant. This is going to take time, and that is encouraging. I don't have to be perfect today. I don't have to have all of the answers today. That is so encouraging. But then it is also disheartening because it lets me know that it's going to take longer than I want it to take. It's going to cost me a little bit more than I really want to pay. So this this phrase is both encouraging and disheartening all at the same time. And, and we talked about if we are going uh, to be successful, if we are going to accomplish the purpose and the aim that we set out for. The only way we do that is when we embrace the tension between urgency and patience. We have to embrace the tension between urgency and patience. There are things that we have to do now, today. There's got to be action, but then we also need to be patient, understanding that things are not going to happen at the rate that we would like them to happen. Uh, Urgency says there's got to be swift action. Patience says there's got to be some slow acceptance. And I think whenever we look at the parables of Jesus and so many of the principles that Jesus taught, Jesus so many times, he uses the illustration of of, of farming or of agriculture. And he also uses the illustrations and the principles of building. Why? Because these things require effort and energy and action today, but they also take patience and understanding in order to see them fulfilled. You see, if you're going to grow a crop, there's got to be action. You've got to plant the seeds. You've got to take care of the soil. You've got to get the fertilizer out there. You've got to do something. You can't just sit back and hope it turns out. No, there's going to be no harvest. But then after you've planted and watered and fertilized, you still have to let nature do its work. You have to allow that seed to come up out of the ground. You have to understand that that is going to take time. Building is the same way. You build brick by brick by brick with the understanding that you cannot build an entire house in one day. It does not happen. So we live in this tension between urgency and patience, between urgency and patience. This is so critical for us as Christ followers because sometimes we can fall into the trap of of urgency, but we lose our patience. 
Now, this is what happens when you fall into that trap. You start doing all the things that you need to do. Man, you're reading and you're praying and you found a mentor, somebody who's speaking to your life and disciple you. You're showing up to church. You're doing all the things with so much urgency, but yet you think you're going to build this perfect life so fast that by the end of 2019, I'm going to have everything figured out. It's going to be exactly what I want it to be. And we are focused on urgency, but we've lost sight of patience. And when we do that, we're going to get frustrated. When we do that, we're going to burn out. When we do that, we are going to lose sight of the bigger picture. But then we can fall into the other side and where we can embrace patience, but we don't embrace urgency. And what that looks like is it looks like me just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on something good to happen for God to do something in my life. And when we lose sight of urgency, we're not doing today what we need to do to ensure that we can have the life that we want to have tomorrow. So you can see here, there's got to be urgency and patience. This tension between these two, it has to be present in my life. And so we took this concept of one at a time, and we really broke it down into two things. Said, if we want to build the life uh, that God created us to build. If we want to build on this firm foundation uh, in Luke chapter six, where Jesus says, whenever the river bursts its banks and it crashes up against the house, it will not be shaken because it was built to last. If we want our lives to, to resemble that house that Jesus is speaking of, then we have to do two things. We, we have to realize first, it's one day at a time, one day at a time. We cannot live in the past and we cannot live in the future. If we live in the past where we find ourselves is we find ourselves as a prisoner of regret. Whenever we are living in things that happen, whether it is a week ago, a year ago, or two decades ago, we find ourselves living in the prison of regret. Uh, we can also find ourselves living in the, in the prison of shame whenever we are just always looking back over our shoulder. And I believe that's what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. He said, this one thing I do, I always do this, forgetting what is behind. We must forget what is behind. We cannot live in the prison of shame. We cannot live in the prison of regret and fulfill the calling and the purpose and the destiny that is on our lives. But just like we can't look back and live in the past, we can't just look forward and live in the future. If we do that many times, it turns into worry or it turns into delusionment where you you just live so much of a dream that you don't live in the day today and you don't live today and you just look out in the future and then you begin to worry and get anxious and get fearful or you get delusional about what can happen. And I believe that's what Jesus said. He said, let tomorrow take care of itself. You just pay attention to today. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. You take care of today. You focus on today. So we have to forget yesterday. We can't fret about tomorrow. We have to focus on today. We have to live one day at a time. You know, and I said this on on Sunday where where Paul said there in Philippians 3 that I, I mentioned just a moment ago. He says, this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me. He says, and straining towards what is ahead. Straining towards what is ahead. Now, 
we know that that word strain, okay, first of all, as I said on Sunday, that that is a, a present word. That is, this is a word that I have to do today. I can't strain tomorrow. I can only strain today. I can only strain where I am right now. So what, what we translate that is, well, if I'm straining for tomorrow, maybe that means I'm stressing about tomorrow. No, straining and stressing are not the same things. You stress about your future because you're worried and anxious about your future, but you can only strain in today. And when I'm straining, it means I'm taking care of what I need to take care of today so that I can be who I need to be tomorrow so I can accomplish what God has called me to accomplish in my future. So straining. Now we know that if I just said, hey, walk across this room and you are uh, a healthy individual, you know, that that's not a strain just to walk across the room. But if I said, hey, I want you to run a marathon next week, how do we understand? That would be a strain. It would be strenuous on your body. This is what Paul says. He says, I am straining. I am working. What this lets me know is that it is going to be uncomfortable. I am going to have to do some things that I do not want to do. I am going to have to put myself in some positions and in some places that I do not want to put myself in. Why? Because I am straining. I am growing. I am stretching. I have to become who my future needs me to be. And the only way that happens is when I strain today, one day at a time. I can't do tomorrow straining. I can only strain today. I can't strain for yesterday because I forgot or I was too busy or I was distracted. I can't, I can't strain. All I can strain is for today. And if every day we would forget what is behind us, not get distracted by what is in front of us, but just strained in the day, stretched and developed and grew ourselves in the day, one day at a time, one day at a time. Brick by brick, day by day, building the life that God has created us to live. But we, we're not just talking about one day at a time. We said we also have to live one decision at a time. One day at a time, one decision at a time. And if we really broke that down, our days are really made up of decisions. Um, I, I keep the, a screensaver on my phone that says life is about choices. Life is about choices because I always want myself to remember I'm only one choice away from a different life. That is good and that is bad. Just one choice away. Life is about choices. And then I kind of dove in on Sunday and I talked a little bit about this and uh, I've got a lot of feedback uh, from this. And so I'm just going to spend just a minute here. Um, and I was just telling, um, I was just saying that Every choice is actually two choices. Every choice is two choices. It is the choice that you make and then the choice you make about the choice you made. Let me say that again. It's two choices. One, it's the choice you make. Well, that's the obvious one. And then it is the choice that you make about the choice that you made. And what I call this is the hidden decision. It is the hidden decision. It is the decision that many times we don't even realize we are making. If you remember, I used the example on, on, on Sunday. I said, you know, you, you make a bad decision and then you make an excuse for the decision that you made. 
you make a bad decision and then you lie about the decision that you make. You make a bad decision and then you get in denial that you made a bad decision. You make a bad decision and then you get, uh, then you allow despair, hopelessness, and depression to come in. And so it's not one bad decision, it is actually two bad decisions. It is the hidden decision. And here is the thing about the hidden decision. The hidden decision is what ultimately impacts your soul. I believe that is why the second decision is the most important decision. Yeah, the first decision, oh, there's no doubt, very important. There's uh, consequences from that first decision. We, we want to make better decisions. We're, we're not just saying, oh, it's okay to make bad first decisions. It's okay to speak to people however you want to. It's okay to blow up on people. It's okay to cheat people. It's okay to lie to people. No, 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 that, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying that the second decision is so powerful. If I want to change the first decisions in my life, I always start changing the first decisions by changing the second decisions. I have to stop myself from making excuses. I have to stop myself from lying to myself. I have to stop myself from being in denial about the truth. I have to stop myself from going into depression and despair. I have to stop myself in the second decisions. I have to I have to make the bad decision and before I get to my second decision. I can't make a bad decision there. I have to decide to make a good decision and say, I am not going to make two bad decisions in a row. Here's what happens. People make a bad decision and then they make a second bad decision. So they make a bad decision, then they make an excuse. Well, what they are doing is they are setting a pattern in their life of making bad decisions and making excuses. So it makes the first decision okay. I make a bad decision, then I lie to myself or I lie to somebody else, and I realize maybe I can get away with this. And so it builds a pattern in my life that, that I can make a bad decision and then make another bad decision. And I build these patterns, and then I, I'm making bad decisions, the second bad decisions, and I don't even know I'm doing it. I don't even know what's going on. This is why I call it the hidden decision. And it's hidden because the enemy doesn't want you to see it. But whenever you say, well, wait a minute, I'm bringing this hidden decision to light, I make a bad decision and and I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to live in denial. It's not what I'm going to do. I'm make a bad decision and then I'm going to get a, another uh, another method, another modus operandi, an, another mode of operation, and that is I'm going to live in apologize, analyze, and adjust. I, I'm, I'm going to apologize for what I did, whether we're talking about to God and, and repentance or we'll apologize to somebody else. I'm going to analyze why did this happen? Why did I think that was okay? Why did I speak that way? Why did I react that way? Why did I allow myself to go into depression? Why did these things happen? I'm going to analyze it, and then I'm going to make adjustments to help these things not to happen in my life again. And, and this, is, this is where the second decision really kicks in because as I begin to change my second decision, I, I want you to see this, I will, I will begin to change my first decisions. People focus on the first decision. They focus on, on the first decision, wanting to make a better first decision, but not realizing that the second decision is really the decision of my soul. I can only change from the inside out. 
I have to begin to teach my soul how to respond before I'm going to be able to teach myself how to respond. And so I've got to be able to get control of that second decision at the level of my soul. That is my mind, my will, and my emotions. I always change from the inside out. As I begin to change that second decision, then what I will begin to experience is that I'm I'm beginning to make better first decisions. Well, when I'm making better first decisions, guess what I'm having? I'm having better days. And when I'm having better days, guess what? I'm building a better life. But it breaks all the way down to the second decisions that I'm always making. And if I can begin to strengthen my soul and equip my soul and empower my soul and take away the excuses, the lies, uh, the patterns, the behaviors, the denial of my soul, and begin to change from the inside out, I can go from not just making good second decisions, I can go to building a great life because ultimately that's where it will take me. That's why it is so important for us to realize it's one day at a time. It's one decision at a time. No, it doesn't happen overnight, but no, it should not take me 45 years either. There's tension between urgency and patience. And whenever I live in that tension, And I begin to, one decision at a time, one day at a time, begin to experience the the process that is going to bring about my progress. That's how I begin to change my life. You see, when you take the words of Jesus and you begin to put them in into every decision you make, you take the words of Jesus, you begin to put them into every day that you live, and you begin to allow those words to challenge you, to, to tweak some things in your life. When you begin to do that, then what you will begin to experience is that you will begin to live a better life. But it always comes when we begin to make better decisions. Better decisions turn into better days. Better days turn into a better life. That's what Lego life is all about. Building one decision at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time. Building a life that God intended for us to build. That's what it's really all about. And I really, really hope that you are going to be with us um, over the course of this series. I believe it's going to be beneficial. I believe it's going to be so practical, so helpful, so instrumental in you creating the life, building the life that God wants you to build so that whenever the storm comes, whenever the challenges come, you will not be shaken and you will not be moved because you learned how to build your life on his words. Thank you so much again for joining us today, and we will see you soon. God bless.